Good afternoon. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Merry Christmas. It's that time of year where everybody's trying to get all the shopping done. We've got a couple of weeks before Christmas, but it starts getting busier and busier with all the activities. Many churches are having special Christmas productions and concerts. It's really one of the most beautiful times of the year, favorite times of the year as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Today, I want to welcome a friend, Keith Inman, longtime friend. Keith, good to have you. Thank you, Byron. It's a pleasure to be here, and I appreciate you always inviting us up and being supportive of our concert coming up this year. That's right. Now, that's tonight, Thursday night. We want to welcome folks to come out tonight, 7 o'clock, Faith Baptist Church on Germantown Parkway for the annual Home for Christmas concert. Everybody looks forward to, Keith. That's right. Exactly right. So we call it Home for Christmas. We've called it that for so many years. The Inmans are the host group for that. We have so many groups that come and support the event and have supported it every year since its inception in 1995. And we've been excited to have groups like the Barnetts there every year. We've always had the Bradfords there. Alan Geyers, our music director for the Of course, event. we've had Alan on before. That's right. Yeah. Uh, John Simmons is our pianist and accompanist. We have some of the best musicians in the region there tonight we have a six-piece band that's incredible uh charles ritchie on the organ just incredible uh music singing we have probably 30 voices on the stage and we're it's just a variety of christmas and it's a variety of southern gospel music and it's just a wonderful time together. And in the end, what we're really doing in the end is raising money for the Memphis Union Mission. Yeah, because all of the proceeds, which a love offering's taken, all of that money goes to support Memphis Union Mission and the work they've been doing to help the homeless, and not just the homeless, but those in crisis, including women, through the Mariah House and the other outlets that they serve, the folks that really need some help, you know, especially at Christmas time. We know they're working year-round, Memphis Union Mission, but at this time of year, especially with these colder conditions, they get busy, they have more needs. That's exactly right. In fact, I read some material on this in the past where, you know, they average about 330 a night throughout the year, but they peak at like 460 or so as their capacity during these cold nights when we're at home warm and bundled up. There are men attempting to get into this shelter to stay warm themselves, and they accommodate up to 460 of those men. So it's a beautiful thing to see. It's a shame that that's a need in the community, of course. It's really neat, as you said, that they now have the ability and are working to expand. So our gifts to them are are more magnified now than they've ever been as they attempt to expand that operation and accommodate even more than 460 in peak season like this. That's right. Recently, they announced plans to do an expansion improvement project from the current building there on Poplar Avenue for the Memphis Union Mission. I've heard the story, you probably have too, that that building was basically built by selling the gospel album of Betty Stallnecker. Betty, you know, is a longtime gospel singing great in our area, was the featured soloist at Bellevue Baptist Church when R.G. Lee was pastor and Adrian Rogers and Ramsey Pollard. She has sung at Billy Graham Crusades, but my understanding, Keith, is that she recorded a gospel album. I think the men from the mission or those associated with the mission took that album door to door and sold it for five bucks. The money they collected was used to help build the Memphis Union Mission current facility. 
Did you know that story? I did not know yeah. that story, but I'm glad to now know that. That is an amazing story, and that doesn't surprise me that they would do something like that. Even Betty's album would be donated to do something like that. So yeah. that's a pretty amazing story. Of course, she, going back to the early days with Jimmy Stroud, who started the mission back, what, in the 1940s, I guess, early 40s, when he came to Memphis and saw the need as they got it going. Betty was associated with it. You know, of course, uh, Verla Pettit. But with the old TV show Above the Clouds, it was on early mornings. And, you know, going back to how in those early days growing up, I remember that the Lefevers had a morning show. And some folks might find this hard to believe, but like 6 o'clock, 6.30, Monday through Friday in the morning, or one, I can't remember if it was daily, but I remember you turn the TV on, whether it be Channel 13 or 5, and there was the Lefevers singing Southern gospel music, you know, on primetime television. That's right. And I think we're dating ourselves here, Byron, <laughs> just a little bit. But you're exactly right. That was happening in those days. There were other things. Sunday mornings was always filled with the with Above the Clouds. And you remember the Pilot family was one of the – they were bringing Southern gospel music to the airwaves even then during that time from the – Above the Cloud show, and then you also had uh, the Lewis family, and then Gospel Singing Jubilee at 8 yeah, o'clock. So yeah. all those shows were always there. That was a Sunday morning lineup. But like you said, through the week, there was gospel music always on television as well that you could turn on and watch. So. Yeah, it's just amazing. I know there's a great audience for good Southern gospel music is right here in the Mid-South area. Some great family groups, like you say, the Inmans, the Barnetts, there are just a few who have been here for a number of years. Folks love to come out and support. But uh, again, again, this is a great night to come out, help support Memphis Union Mission as they help the homeless, as they help the Mariah House. People come to the mission, you know, with drug addictions, not just homeless, but they have a drug addiction program to help people get back on their feet. Some people, they even help support families. You know, they have a, what is it called, Calvary House? I think I'm messing the name up here. I don't want to do that. It's a place where there's actually homes where families that are homeless, and not just man or woman. We're talking about parents with their children, and maybe they've lost their job. They've just had a hard time, and they're trying to get back on their feet. And Memphis Union Mission helps provide Calvary Colony. Is that what it's it called? I believe that may be it. At one time, they did have a place, I believe, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting, but it seemed like to me it was out north there of mm-hmm. uh, uh, Fraser area, maybe right. called Victory Valley or Victory something. Victory Valley, yeah. yeah. And that that may be what you're referencing, but but you're right. The extension of what they're doing is, is well beyond what we may see and hear about the most often, but there's a lot of things that they are accomplishing. You know, there's a church that's been born out of this that uh, jeff patrick who's always been associated with our event and he's the transient pastor of, of that church and i just so appreciate what he does and the work he does and they've built this church from many of the men that have been discipled through the programs there at the memphis union mission so there's just so many offsprings of what they're doing that they're helping men women children families as you say and it's a great program and you know we've talked about this in the past and sometimes we forget a lot of these things are oftentimes funded by federal grant monies and things like that but because the mission has been so consistent with presenting the gospel and making certain that it's always presented with every man or individual that comes through their programs federal funding was limited and even ended at some point along the way 
And they're left with us, the Christian community, to step up and anyone, really, not just the Christian community, but anyone that's, that believes in their mission of what they're doing and rehabilitating families and that sort of thing should step forward and give to an, a, an operation like that, and especially as they're looking at expansion. So this is why it's becoming very important, and, and, and they do a much better job of promoting how to do that than me, but certainly you could go to their website and look. But you could certainly come to our event, and we'd be happy to collect that because everything that we gather that night goes to the Memphis Union. Your gift yes. will be counted 100% to the Memphis Union mission. And that's attributed to many things here. Number one, all these artists that come, they could be paid by anybody to come, but they're not being paid that night. The Faith Baptist Church uh, is as much a part of this as anyone else. They have committed their building. Many of the administrative people, many of the support people are all committed to helping with this event. And we appreciate them very much. Brother Danny Singfeld, Terry Easley, and that whole group over there who do mission work already with the Memphis Union Mission. Yes have supported this event in a very, very big way, and I appreciate them very much for doing that. It makes it where we can hand the entire offering to the Memphis Union Mission that night, and that's what we do. And that's so exciting, too. They'll be able to further the work they do, as you mentioned. It is important to put food in an empty stomach, and it is important to give a warm place for someone to stay who's living on the streets who needs a place to get out of the elements, you know. But even greater than that is to, to hear the message that for God so loved the world, we celebrate Christmas at God giving his best. He gave his, you know, his son Jesus that we celebrate that gift. And that's the gift that Memphis Union Mission has for over 60 years plus years now has been giving to those who walk in the doors, whether it be Christmas or in the middle of the summertime when people come into the mission, they're hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. That's exactly right. And that's why you can come to an event like this. Enjoy some great Southern gospel music. Enjoy some great Christmas music. And in the end, we're giving a gift. In the end, what you're really doing is is taking what we're giving you that night, and you're giving back in the form of a love offering to support great work like this in the community that has not only just been in the community, but they've been consistent in this community. And now they've even committed even more, as you said. You know, they're getting ready to build. And I don't know if we want to talk a lot about that, but they have made a commitment to build, and the expansion is very expensive. From what I read, the the total expansion could be $35 million in the end, and they've already broke ground on $20 million phase of that in phase one of this, which it's an amazing thing. And, and, and as I read some of the information, you know, how they went about this is really interesting, Byron. This shows you the heart down there. All the men are considered clients to them. They call them clients, and it says, you know, again that goes back to giving them dignity. Exactly. Yeah. Scott Bork was uh, was interviewed by the uh, Commercial Appeal about this. Linda Moore did a great article on October the sixteenth regarding this. So you can go back to Commercial Appeal and see Linda Moore's article on this. Scott told us, as you know, the way we looked at this is that if Jesus was a client, would we do it that way? Would we build it this way? And if the answer was no, then they went back to the drawing board and recreated something. That would mean that, you know, for example, uh, they went back and said, has Jesus ever used a communal shower? I mean, something as simple as that that we take for granted in our own homes, would Jesus do that? And they said, well, no. So they've arranged it where that's no longer the case in the new project. So I'm thankful for the approach they've taken with this. I I do. I think that's a good word there, too, Keith, is they do the humanity in the sense that, you know, God has created all and we're all created in his image and giving men and women the dignity they deserve because they are created in the image of God. That's so important that we do that. And I appreciate that about Memphis Union Mission and their work. But I want to hear something about your story, how I don't know if we've talked about this. Maybe we have about the Inmans and how music became a part and how this the whole group came together. 
Do we have enough time for that? Well, we're going to try to get as much as we can of this story. (laughs) Well, the Inman's formed in 1977, but it starts way before that. My mother and dad both sang in quartets. My mother was very, is still very talented singer of alto, and she's a great alto singer. She's 85 years old, still living. But uh, my, uh, and sorry, mom, I don't know if you wanted your age out there, but I just gave it. (laughs) But you know what's neat is that she grew up in a family of singers. All of her brothers, she's grew up in a family of 12 kids. They lived on a farm out in uh, in Hornsby, Tennessee, if you're familiar with that area. They all knew how to sing. She grew up around singing all the time. She was the only girl uh, of the 12. So there were there were 11 boys and one girl. And uh, so, so you got several quartets uh, right, in one family. Exactly. There were several <laughs> quartets that developed out of that over time. So we grew up hearing quartets singing a lot. And my mother was great about helping us in the car a cappella on the way to church and back. They would just sing in the car. I would and we would just learn to sing, just singing a cappella in the car all the way to church and home. And then at home, eventually, you know, as the piano showed up and we began to, you know, get around the piano, we began to try to harmonize and sing. And you start out at church and then it just goes from there. People want to have you, have you come and do their event. And then over time, you know, by the uh, late 70s, early 80s, we were recording albums and singing three and four times a weekend. He right just right here in the Memphis Mid-South community traveling maybe two or three hours to an event maybe and just coming back we never really did a lot of road traveling but we did a lot of events like that in the early days so and that's how it developed and then over time it just grew and grew and grew and the and the followership grew and so your dad is also a singer he was he actually sang bass himself he was he was a had a low voice uh, but his quartet was was a male quartet he had at church, but never really did nothing more than what they did at church. But my mother's brothers had quartets that did travel. And in the early days of quartet music, I don't know the history of music of quartets goes all the way back to the early 1920s. And it was uh, the gospel music was founded in southern gospel music version was founded over in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, by a gentleman of the name of James Vaughn. And the whole concept was that songs were in compiled into songbooks, and the only way to really get them distributed and kind of sold to the churches and the communities that need them was to put four men and an instrumentalist in a car together, loaded full of the books, and they would travel into the community. And that's really the whole concept of music in general. Now, I mean, even today, you know, these artists are selling a song in the end, you know, right. the way that works. So in the gospel music world at that time, it was music in a songbook of some sort. The very first touring bus was founded right here in Memphis, Tennessee, by the Blackwood Brothers. I don't think you know. folks know that. There's a museum, as you well know, up in Pigeon Forge. Mm-hmm. I think it's at Dollywood That's right. that you can go through. And I think that bus you're talking about is on display there in that Pigeon Forge Museum. There is. There's a replica of that bus sitting there. And it's just, you know, the concept was is these gentlemen were, were piled into what were then known as limousines. And they were oversized cars. And so, you know, five men traveling around the, the countryside in, in these cars and they decided, you know, there had to be a better way. J.D. Sumner and James Blackwood and some of those put their heads together and figured this out. There had to be a better way. And so if you go see that bus, you can probably pull it up online even at the Southern Gospel History Museum at, at Dollywood. And it ended up they put four recliners and uh, and, and their sound steer gear in the back, and they mounted those four recliners into the bus, and they used that bus to sleep and travel in, and it worked out really well for them. And it was a smart concept because it's what the all the entertainers use today. Other than those that obviously have the ability to fly everywhere, the majority of the uh, music industry uses tour bus, and that's the tour bus industry is its own entertainer coach is its own industry in and of itself today. Trouble sometimes are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear. 
will soon be your happy forevermore when we meet on that shore free from all care rising up in the sky and telling this world goodbye onward we then shall fly glory to Tonight, 7 o'clock, Faith Baptist Church in Bartlett on North Germantown Parkway. Just as you go north off of Germantown Road and Highway 64, as you move north on Germantown Parkway off of Highway 64, away from the Wolf Chase Galleria Mall, you will see just within a couple miles on your left on the west side of Germantown Parkway from that direction, you'll see Faith Baptist Church. It's a great venue. You've got plenty of room, plenty of seats to come for this free, I will underline free concert, gospel Christmas concert to help support the Memphis Union Mission. But as I say free, a love offering is taken, so your donation would be greatly appreciated. And if you can just give over and above a contribution, because it's going to support a great work, Keith. That's exactly right. Can't reiterate that enough. And uh, Faith Baptist Church is located at 3755 North Germantown Road. As Byron just said, it is north of Highway 64 on Germantown Parkway, just north there, about a couple of miles on the left, and you can't miss it. A beautiful facility. And yes, the the facility itself, the sanctuary, is one of the most beautiful sanctuaries you'll ever walk in anywhere in, in the country. Absolutely fabulous. And the group there, the support staff is absolutely incredible. They are just incredible to us, and they've welcomed this event. This event grew in 1995. It started out at Well Station Baptist Church is where it started. Alan Geyer created the idea he and i got together put the first one together invited friends and family from the area just to come and let's just get together and kind of be in the living room type setting gaither style type setting let's just all sit together and sing so we set up in the choir loft and just sang different songs together that night 
It went over great, took a little offering, decided to give it to the Memphis Union Mission. Eventually, James Blackwood joined us, and he came. Jimmy Blackwood joined us, and he came. And, and as it just grew from there, and this event grew beyond Well Station, we moved to a couple other different churches and ended up at Faith Bad because it was one of the larger churches in the area, and they've been embracing of it because they, too, believe in what's going on at the Memphis Union Mission and work to support that themselves already. And they've just added this event to their list of things that they're doing to help promote the Memphis Union Mission. Well, Keith, as you mentioned, we've got the Inmans, of course, who are incredible. You, your brother, your sister-in-law. Am I missing somebody? Well, Barbara Overby's been there so long, she's like my sister, so she's been there forever. And then, of course, Bill Derryfield on the piano, and then some of the kids help with the instruments, so Alex and Harrison and and that group. So it's just very talented. And his family, too, which is pretty special. Yeah, very much And then, of course, the Barnetts will be there. Tell me about some of the other that will be participating. So the groups that are participating are are some of the regulars you see there all the time. Like I said, the Barnett's have been there from the beginning. The Bradfords have been there every year as well. Cindy Simmons and John Simmons, many know them. John's a wonderful instrumentalist, plays organ and piano. Cindy's a wonderful soprano, always sings Oh Holy Night for us and does an absolutely stellar job with that. You may know the church, Agape Baptist Church in town. That's where Charles Ritchie is the pastor there. Charles' friend of mine, yeah. And Charles will be there, and his family's there. So he has two singing daughters that do a great job, Tara and Charlotte and their husbands, Justin and Chad, will also be there with them. You'll hear them sing. Some of the kids will be singing, like Grayson's going to be singing. That's Phil, my brother Phil's son. Phil's always there as well. Stephen White, you may know from Colonial down the street down here. He's on the program as well. I think I mentioned Brad. And, of course, the Inman sing and uh, and the Barnetts sing. So And then the, all their kids. So the Barnetts are from Stanton. Many of you know them from the area. And they have been singing together for over 40 years. And they have kids and grandkids now in the program and it's just a wonderful thing to watch them sing and enjoy the their music and they're always a part of it and the Inmans of course are, are there as well uh, and have hosted that group and Alan Geyer I try to get Alan to sing a solo every time he's not always with me on that but I'm going to try to get him to do one for you <laughs> I love to hear him sing and he does a great job. Alan is a great guy matter of fact I just have great memories of the time that we did this radio show live on the air down in our foyer area of the building we're at the Pinmark building here off Poplar Avenue here in Memphis we just set up down in the foyer and this is like a six-story building three elevators right there by the entrance where people are trying to go to the different appointments people were literally were hovering over the balcony and filling up the foyer area it was great I enjoyed it they were hearing great Christmas gospel music as we celebrated Jesus birth there in the lobby of the building and to help promote this great event. Again, take place tonight at Faith Baptist Church. Tickets are not required. All you have to do is show up, bring a, a healthy billfold and pocketbook when you come. You write a check, or you can give some cash donation. that will all go to benefit Memphis Union Mission. That's correct. And like you can even prepare now. If you're going to write a check, you make that check out to the Memphis Union Mission. That's who the check's going to, and we just hand all that to them at the end of the day. What we like to do is a lot of fun. We actually have the ushers, which do a great job. They go to the back after the offerings taken halfway through get the count for us and we put it on one of those poster board checks so everybody can see what the total gift is but we're effectively just handing them everything that was given that night so it's a great opportunity to do that so seven o'clock is the start time for the concert how long will it last usually it runs about two hours but you know it goes so quickly i mean sometimes it's a little over 215 but we recognize that people have other things to do like to be at home like to see the late news we do our very best to wrap everything up by about 9.15 or so at the latest. 
but people kind of forget how long it's going on. We have so much fun. When you're filling yourself up with good gospel music, and especially this time of year with Christmas being infused in there Mm -hmm. and singing about the joy of the Lord and Him coming to earth, the celebration of that, I mean, there's nothing like it. So time does move quickly. It does, and then we do a request time. We've done this the last few years where we just have people ask for songs that haven't been sung tonight, and people give their request, and we do our very best. And we can't get them all because there's several hundred people there, of course, you know, at the event. But we certainly try to get to as many as we can, and that's a lot of fun watching us try to stumble through songs we had not rehearsed or anything. But uh, it it is fun. Over 200 years ago, Keith, Joseph Moore wrote a song that we're very familiar with at this time of year. This is the 200th anniversary of Silent Night. Of course, Franz Gruber put the music to the words, and I believe the night that was going to be sung in that Austrian church, I believe, there was a problem with the pipe organ or the pump organ. They used to have these organs. They would have to use their feet to muster up the energy to produce the sounds and give it the power it needed. It broke, but someone had a guitar. And I think the first time this song was sung in a church setting, Silent Night, there in Austria was onto uh, acoustic guitar. Silent Night, Holy Night, All is Calm, All is Bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. And, of course, three stanzas, 200th anniversary. Music does have a special place in our lives, and especially at Christmas time. No doubt about it. And what a beautiful story that song is. And, you know, that's the neat thing. I bet if we could stop for a moment, and we talked about this earlier, the whole idea of the songbook creating the need for a quartet, and all, it all started with the song. But if you go back one step, there's a story behind the song most yes. every time and yes. how it it could be a, a joyous story. It could be a very sad story that created the song. But there's stories of these songs. And, and if people really knew some of these stories, it would make those songs even more. I think there's even churches in the community that do those types of services right. where they share the story of the song and then they sing the song. It just has a whole new meaning. Really and I does. so appreciate those type of services. And Southern Gospel even does that. These artists will come together and they'll bring the songwriters out there. The songwriter come out, tell us the story of how this song came about. Yeah. And they'll have the artist sing the song. It's just a great worshipful wow. time to do that. Keith Inman, you are a dear friend. I just want to say a special thanks how you have ministered to me over the last few weeks. My father was uh, having uh, some health issues, got quite sick, and his health was going down quickly. Oftentimes, you would stop me in church and put your arm on my shoulder, asking me how I was doing, asking me how Dad was doing, and you would pray for me. And I can't tell you what that means to me, my dear friend. I just thank you so much. I love you. God bless you. Thank you so much for what you do for Christ's kingdom not only through your family, the Inman's in music, but what you do to minister to others, too. I know that you do. God bless you. Thank you so much for sharing Thank again. Thank you, Byron. Thank the you. God bless you. Home for Christmas concert at Faith Baptist Church tonight. Friends, don't miss it. You need to bring the family. 7 o'clock, love offering taken. The church, again, is located there. What's that address? 3755 North Germantown Road. That's in Bartlett. You'll see it there on the left as you're heading up that way north of Highway 64. Friends, Merry Christmas. That's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.